It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra Batiste, and that is my special guest, the legendary Sam Crenshaw, sports reporter, sports anchor, sports analyst, sports play-by-play guy for all entities you could ever think of. He is true to Atlanta. And why do I say it that way? Because, man, listen, we have a lot to talk about as it relates to yeah, we do. that issue. And has been true to their word, Sam, about exactly what they were going to do in this offseason to get better. But first, I want to thank our faithful, faithful audience for getting us over the hump of 2,000 subscribers here on our Locked On Sports Atlanta Network. Appreciate you guys for continuing to subscribe on YouTube, for giving us likes and follows, and of course, for downloading us wherever you get your podcast and continue giving us five-star reviews when we bring you five-star guest hosts like this. And of course, our guy Jarvis will be back on the other side of next week. But boy, do Sam and I have a lot to get into. So just want to let you guys know that we are going to deep dive into the Hawks and talk a little bit about a couple of more moves they made. We have been saying all week on this platform as well as with Sam on other platforms that we didn't think the Hawks were finished with DeJounte Murray and they have been doing some things here this Friday. Also with the Braves, well, they had some history making that could have happened but didn't quite take place, but that's okay because we think the Braves are still all good and someone else who's all good that we are going to talk about in For the Culture is one Coco Golf. So let's get right into it and let's talk a little bit about those Braves, Sam. Not the best night for the Braves in wrapping up the series finale in Philly on Thursday. Of course, they were hoping for the sweep, especially against the division rival with them chomping away and biting away at the Mets' lead in the NL East. Didn't quite get that done. Could have been a historic night as well because they were tied at 21-5 and for the best record for a brave squad in a calendar month in the Atlanta era for the franchise, of course. Didn't quite happen. A 4-14-4 outcome because things just did not look quite right for Ian Anderson last night. And he's had some of that going on with him, Denitra. I'm not sure why. He's a guy that we uh, expected when the team broke camp that he was going to be one of those reliable starters. We've seen him do great things, especially in the postseason. Uh, yes. But he gave up seven runs and, and was gone in, in the second inning, two, uh, just two innings last night. Uh, they yeah. got off to a big lead, and I'm like, it's one of those games, just a clunker. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you, I guess you're overdue for one of those. Uh, but you know what? You're not going to throw out what the team did throughout the month of June. Just mm-hmm. think back to where we were on Memorial Day. And yeah. how far we were looking up to the Mets when it's like, it's Memorial Day. And we got a lot of making up to do. And this team goes out and catches on fire and just rolls out and just plays phenomenal baseball. And I yes. just want to see them try to maintain some of that. Are they going to win 21 games in July? Probably not. Right. But you know what? Let's go out and see, and see if we can maintain and take two out of three. They leave Philadelphia with a loss, but they got two out of three. Yeah. And listen, that's what baseball is about at the end of the day. Rarely are you going to see a sweep, but if you can get a series win, that's always good. Also good to get the series win against your division rival because 
at least you're now just three and a half games back of the Mets as opposed to where you could have been. So that's good heading into this series against the Reds this weekend. And also, it's like you said, Sam, I'll use your word perfectly because that's what it was, a clunker. And it happens in baseball from time to time. We know that we see it. And you can't also, like you said, throw out all the progress that the Braves were able to make in June. I got to tell you, when Memorial Day weekend hit, I was looking forward to June because I knew low-key that the Braves had a more favorable schedule than the Mets, but you still have to play those games, and you still have to win against the bad teams and battle against the good, and that's exactly what the Braves did. But I also want to go back to a point that you just made that I think is important, and that's about Ian Anderson. But before we make that point, before I do that, I want to talk to our audience a little bit about BetOnline.net. It is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And right about now, Sam, the feverish pitch is about betting on Kevin Durant and where in the world KD is going to land. So if you want to do that and you want to find out all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including what's going on in the NBA as well as Major League Baseball, that's the place to go. It's a source for sporting, uh, sport wagering information, rather, including live betting, Esports scores, they remain the best spot for all the information. So you don't have to go Googling this site and that site. Just go to betonline.net and it'll give you everything that you need. It's fast, it's easy. You can check on even your favorite sports and events that you want to check out MMA, boxing, or golf, or you'll find out a little bit later one of Sam's favorite passions, and that is tennis. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about trends and action. It's Bet Online where the game starts. And where Things have kind of started and stopped for Ian Anderson these days is winning. You mentioned it, seven runs in just two innings, 16.5 runs given up in his last two outings. And Sam, I'm kind of starting to wonder, just like we saw with some of the other pitchers or even an Eddie Rosario, we're starting to, I'm starting to really wonder whether or not this is more about the mental, the physical, or maybe a little bit of both with Ian Anderson. Maybe there's a little bit of that. There were some physical things last season, of course, obviously. And, you know, you talk about there was a shortened spring training, not the usual spring training we get. So we kind of expected some people to get off to maybe slow starts. We have a few starts in, though. He's had some starts in now. We're into June. We're now into July. He's had some time to go out and really show. And uh, you, you wonder if a a visit to Gwinnett might be in order. Yes. To go there to make one or two starts just to work Mm -hmm. on mechanics and just rebuild some confidence because you know what he's capable of doing. You're about to hit the all-star break. You Mm -hmm. want him for the back half of your schedule. You're going to be playing more division, more games against the Mets. And so Mm -hmm. you want him to be one of your starters to come in. Meanwhile, who feels? in that spot. You know, Spencer Strider has show, showed us uh, yeah. quite a bit that he can do and think that's great. There's some guys uh, mm-hmm. down at Gwinnett who want a chance to come up and, and, and give it a try. And so we're seeing also this, this possibility of, of the return of Mike Soroka also yeah. as well. So what are you going to do with him? Uh, mm-hmm. Nice nice decisions for, for Brian Snitker to have to make. And you're really yes. not going out making trades. You're just getting your yeah. own people healthy and, and, and ready yeah. to perform at their best level. And speaking of getting your own people healthy, that was one of the brighter spots that we heard about Thursday. Ronald Acuna Jr. back traveling with the team after he'd been getting treatment uh, the last couple of games. He was out dealing with that uh, foot injury after getting hit by the, by the foul ball. He is expected to play tonight, so we hope, or at some point in the series this weekend against the Reds, so we definitely hope for that. And exciting news, of course, to know that he is a lock. He is an automatic lock after first balloting for the All-Star game. So always good to end on that note. And of course, exciting to see that the Reds 
are going to have to face Max Freed on the mound tonight uh, in this game, one of the weekend series before the Braves make it back to Truist Park. And speaking of things that make us excited, I know both of us support and are watching and reporting on the dream. And they'd had just a little bit of a swoon, a three-game losing streak. And then they get one of their best players, one of their veterans, and a stalwart for the dream, Tiffany Hayes. They get tipped back. She'd been out and missed the first 19 games of the season. And man, Sam, she came back with a vengeance last night. And it was good because just a week ago, the dream lost a tough one to the Liberty. So to see a tip come back and have 21 points, it was a game high game into overtime, but that leads them to the win, the 92-81 overtime win that stops that losing streak. That was exciting and good stuff for the Dream as they're moving to the All-Star break as well. You know she's been chomping at the bit because especially with the start got off to, team got off to an incredible start, and you know for her to sit there and not be able to be a part of it had to be very tough. Then to see the team go through some struggles, you know, some injuries, some people hit some rough spots during the schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you know she wanted to be that galvanizing factor to come in and be a part of it, and I think that's what she can be for this team. I still say this team is one of the best. You know, we have a lot of stuff happening in town this summer. We got the Braves, we got Atlanta United, but I still think Atlanta Dream a second half after the All-Star break, they're going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, A team that only won eight games last season. Yeah, and for me, I I I would agree with you on that one because, again, you're talking about the team not even – well, kind of right at the halfway mark, and already they have bested their record from last year. So, yeah, you love to see it. What you hope to see is United getting back on track. Another tough one. The exciting thing is, Sam, they finally scored a goal in New York City at Red Bull Arena. That's the good news. But the bad news is they still haven't won a match there. They lost 2-1 in a tough one last night because – It was a late goal for them, 75th minute, Joseph Martinez strikes. But then, unfortunately, they give up two goals in the end. And it is really difficult to see that United just are having maybe more so mental breakdowns than anything and just can't get back on track. And at the wrong time, the timing of the breakdowns. I mean, they played well. Uh, last night in that place, Red Bull Arena has been like the Temple of Doom for the Five Stripes. <laughs> I mean, it, it really has been. It's been something always goes wrong in that place. And they played a great match with them, considering mm-hmm. all the injuries, considering the people who've had to fill in uh, the yeah. gaps and, and, and take on different roles w- with the team this course of the season. Still a lot of talent on this team. It's a very mm-hmm. talented team, in spite of the people that have, some have been lost for the season and been out for a period of time. They get the goal. Joseph Martinez scores the goal. We're up one nil. Okay, mm-hmm. you get one on a penalty, and and you know you're all tied. Just right. hang on and at least leave with a point. Just leave yeah. with the point if you can. And it didn't happen. And you know I've I've heard uh, Gonzalo Pineda speak after a lot of the matches uh, after mm-hmm. they had some disappointing losses. Last night he actually used the term heartbreaking, and yeah. I hadn't had had ever heard him use that word before. Uh, mm-hmm. This one really got to him, and yeah. so uh, you, you and you, you got to do a quick turnaround. Because yeah. now you got to go across town and play at Yankee Stadium. And we know what a terrible place that has been to try to play yeah. in that different kind of pitch on that baseball field. Um, mm-hmm. But they have to go there and try to salvage something out of these three road games. Tanitra, yeah. I figured these three games were going to be an acid test for this team. Uh, they come in quite a time right as you approach your midseason. But mm-hmm. you wanted to see them do well. Uh, Toronto seemed to be the one that they really should have, should have won. Yeah. They didn't get the win there. Uh, you knew Red Bulls was going to be tough, and you know Sunday mm-hmm. is going to be difficult. Nevertheless, if they can find a way to pull one off and finish up these three road yeah. games with a win, that would be a great way to come back home. 
Yeah. And like you said, at this point, of course, you'd love three points, but at a minimum, walk away with a point, if nothing else, just for your mental to feel like you're still in this and hopefully getting players back like Tiago Almada will help in the opportunity to get a result on Sunday when they take on NYCFC. So when we come back, guys, we will talk about another team in this town that is looking to improve on where they were closing out last season. And man, are they making some serious moves that all look like the right moves. And when Sam and I come back, we'll talk about whether or not one more move is going to be the ultimate move that could get them over the top. It is ATL Day One. I'm Tanitra. That is Sam Crenshaw. And we'll see you on the other side. Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra Batiste here with the legendary Sam Crenshaw. He of sports reporting, anchoring, hosting, play-by-play, color commentary, both locally and nationally, and has decided to stop by ATL Day Ones on a Friday weekend. And we appreciate you, especially on the cray-cray of today, because, man, Sam, it has been free agency frenzy from the NBA, but we are all here for it, especially when we here in Atlanta are a part of the frenzy and get some of what was on our Christmas wish list. And of course, that is DeJounte Murray. He was officially introduced to local media today and he talked about how he's really excited. <laughs> number five. Right, right. His, that's, that's his number. He, he's number five, like folks. You're gonna, if you're going to buy that jersey, it's already that's out what, there for you. That's what I was thinking too. Like, man, those jerseys are about to go through the roof. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is a group over at State Farm Arena that is super excited, maybe more so Mm -hmm. than even Hawks fans and even Hawks front office, and that is the sales team because this is definitely a new-look Hawks, and he definitely upgrades the squad. But he's excited as well to be here, as excited as his fan base is to see him. He spoke in the press conference about having spoken to Trey Young over the past couple of weeks and being excited about coming here, saying that it was a mutual departure from for the Spurs and him, of course, after spending his first uh, six seasons in the league in San Antonio, but also talked about being excited about being here, thinks that this is a quality franchise on the move, and also said it feels like a brotherhood to him. So very, very excited about being here. But we've said all week long, even before this was made official, that we did not think that the Hawks were done, whether that was going to be another big splash in free agency, which could happen based on some of the moves they're making. But we also thought that there might be some smaller pieces that they might obtain as well. And we are getting virtually breaking news by the minute (laughs) with what the Hawks are out there doing. So the first chip actually fell a little bit earlier today. We know that the Hawks were able to acquire Aaron Holiday from the Suns. That, of course, answers the question of the backup point guard now that DeLon Wright has parted ways with the team. So really a good look for them because, again, we know that DeJounte Murray can certainly play at the one or two, which is great for the Hawks, but certainly with DeLon Wright parting ways and with what we're assuming is the imminent departure of Lou Williams maybe through retirement, you need to know or needed to know who was going to be the person to actually run point and run that second unit or, or the bench mob. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because that uh, that uh, that section was so critical uh, the last two seasons for this team. The second unit has done so many things. There are times during past the last season when the second unit came in and got the team back into games. Uh, so very vital to have someone to be a good mix for the guys who are going to be there for Kongwu and, and, mm-hmm. and, and for Bogey uh, to come down there and, and mesh with those guys and really make up that second unit. So we are looking forward to that. My goodness, Kevin Herter, uh, my own view. I was there at his first press conference when he when he arrived and whatnot, so excited Same. about uh, being here. And such a uh, such a fan favorite, so popular. Mm-hmm. To have the nickname Red Velvet and, uh, you know, yeah. everybody uh, – looks forward to, to, to seeing him play and now he's going to be leaving you, we knew we were told that there were going to be some changes this would not mm-hmm. be the change the same roster uh right. wouldn't stand patent so we knew that some people that we were accustomed to and they kind of grown mm-hmm. attached to uh may not mm-hmm. be and there still be more there may be more because yeah. uh they're freeing up some cash now mm-hmm. they're doing this deal you know and if you're doing that it makes you think Maybe some of the people they're getting, maybe one or two traffic, maybe moving on for uh, for the other piece, something down the road. So I think the Hawks really have their yeah. eye on something, but I'm impressed mm-hmm. with what they've done so far. And I think the fan base here has to be pleased that we didn't just uh, be satisfied to yeah. stand pat and that and that we got going and that we got players that yeah. want to be here. You know, sure, uh, sure. I mean, you know, Murray is excited about coming here. And I think that's the yeah. other thing over the years. This has always been a town where guys love to play in the offseason. They come to hang out. Mm-hmm. They like to shop. Yep. You see them at walk and see them at Lenox. You see them at all the <laughs> night spots or whatnot. But they don't want right, to play on the right. team. They've yeah. seen what this, how this city can be when their team is contending. They saw what yeah. happened here last spring and SRO each and every night mm-hmm. for the teams. They want to be a part of that vibe here in Atlanta, uh, the ownership, yeah. the commitment, the facilities that are here for this team and the infrastructure of players that are here right now and the possibilities for this team in the East. I think that attracts mm-hmm. that, that really attracts talent who want to be Oh, absolutely, Sam. And I want to talk more about that because you bring up a great point about Herder, but also about what it means to have a superstar, a burgeoning superstar like Murray wanting to come here. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But first, I want to share with you guys as well about a site that you definitely want to check out, and that is ArcadeOneUp.com. Now, we have big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. So if you're somebody who enjoyed playing that back in the day, well, it is back for you. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with a way for it, Shaq Edition machine. So if you are someone who likes the Shaq attack, well, this is for you. There are people who are obsessed with NBA Jam. And look, with everything we've been talking about today with the NBA's free agency frenzy, you know that all eyes are still on the NBA. So I'm thrilled to tell you guys that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this RK Classic. And one of the first sports games ever, ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams, no fouls, no free throws, no quarters required, compete with friends, family through Wi-Fi leaderboards making you more connected than ever. So go ahead, pre-order now from arcade1up.com. That's arcade, the number one, up.com for an estimated early September shipping date. So you want to get ahead of the game, go ahead and go to arcade1up.com. And listen, you also have until July 8th, so that's about a week from now, to enter to win NBA Jam Shaq Edition console How cool is that, Sam? What's not so cool, maybe, and a little bit shocking for us, I will admit, 
is the departure of Kevin Herter. You said it, Red Velvet, the fan favorite, if you will, Kayvon, Game 7 Kevin, who literally yep. willed the Hawks out of that Sixer playoff into and vaulted them into the Eastern Conference Finals last year, parts ways with this team. And that was a shocker. We definitely knew some people were on the move, but he may have been at the bottom of the list of players whom we thought the Hawks were going to move. But again, when you are not done making potentially big moves and you have a suitor and a partner like the Kings who are willing to maybe trade you for a Justin Holiday, who at least gives you another small guard and a small forward. So kind of in that Kevin Herter space, maybe not at the level of Kevin Herter, but still in that space also gives you a Mo Harkless, somebody who plays at that three and four position. And to the more important point that you made, gives you some cash opportunities where you literally will have some money to kind of uh, move around, if you will. And you look at a first round pick that the Hawks are also receiving lottery protected in 2024. All of those little things are the things that give the Hawks the equity and the ability to go back out to the market and maybe get themselves another top tier player so that they can contend in a very, very competitive East. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you applaud the office for the work that they've done, their homework, uh, seeking in a couple of guys who've been uh, vital parts of the six, uh, success with this team, yes. Kevin Herter and Danilo Gallinari, uh, guys who were very important, uh, key factors, uh, Gallo felt, uh, you know, on social media yesterday talking about his time here in Atlanta and uh, so happy he was able to do it. And I think this feeling is mutual with the fans here. Really no appreciated doubt. his effort and what he brought. He brought some experience, some playoff experience uh, to a team of really, really, think how young that team was a couple of years ago uh, mm -hmm. and getting, getting into the playoffs and part of that playoff run, having a voice, having someone who'd been down that road before was a big key to getting that team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. No doubt about it. Here he ends up we wish him all the best. I mean, he may end up up the East Coast, which means we'll probably mm -hmm. see him several times next <laughs> season. Uh, but, but uh, you know, but the fans here will be very kind to him and very appreciative for the effort he gave here in Atlanta. And Kevin Herter, yeah. my goodness, we only get to see him once because he's going to be on the West Coast squad. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm sure, you, you know, that night that everybody's going to turn out and give him a great round of applause and a standing ovation for his, his contribution here. Oh, yeah, that'll probably be the only night if that game is, is here or when that game come, comes here that there are actually fans in the stands for the Kings, but really they won't be for, there for the Kings. Please understand. Right. But yeah, like you said, although it really does pain fans and even the media, because we certainly appreciate it when we have good partners like Gallo and like Kev Herter who made it really easy back when we could go into the locker room pre-pandemic or when they were at the podium post-game to really get into the mindset and the understanding of what this team was about. But again, we like the moves that are being made, and we know that it was just officially made today that Landry Fields is now the GM. But boy, mm -hmm. he and Travis Link have been absolutely active in the early parts of his tenure. And again, like you said, Sam, whether that is a long shot like a, a Kevin Durant that it's interesting because that's been all the hype these last 24 hours on whether or not the Hawks could even go after him, especially when he's made it clear that he's kind of narrowed it down to just a couple of suitors, if you will. And the Hawks aren't necessarily on that list, but people forget the Hawks were in it several years ago when KD decided to go to the Warriors, they were right there going after him and gunning for him. So all I'm saying is this, 
even if the Hawks don't get KD, I like the fact that the Hawks are showing just what Tony Wrestler said that he was going to task them to do, which is not be mediocre and basically look to get back to the top of the East. Someone else who hasn't been mediocre is an Atlanta native who is making more noise in Wimbledon once again. So we're going to talk about it on the other side and for the culture, because what she's been able to do has been nothing short of remarkable. And Sam Crenshaw has had a sideline view to it from almost day one. We'll talk about it when we get back. ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hey, we're wrapping up a fantastic Friday leading into a holiday weekend, no pun intended, with the Hawks and all of the holiday things that they are doing over there, making moves um, up at Emory Sports Complex. But ATL Day Ones is making moves as well right here with the legend, the man, the myth, one Sam Crenshaw. Appreciate him for stopping by and joining us as well. And listen, we've had an amazing time here today. We're going to wrap up talking about something that Sam just... Oh, my God. Sam has just been all over from day one. So it's kind of a thrill and an honor to talk to him in For the Culture today because we're talking Wimbledon. But specifically, we're talking Coco Golf, the Atlanta native who just continues to take the tennis world by storm. Of course, most recently in her second round, she had a straight sets victory that will get her to tomorrow's third round with fellow American Amanda um, Amisa Namova. I knew I was going to jack that up just because I have gotten it perfect every single time today. Anna Samova, Anna Samova, Anna Samova. So it's going to be interesting to see maybe not the matchup that we thought was going to lead to that fourth rounder with Serena and Coco maybe there, but still a very good matchup with two up and coming and amazing American tennis players. What a spring for this young lady uh, who's from the area, grew up in the area, and uh, on the courts uh, down on uh, Burdett Road, down by World Changers uh, in College Park uh, is where she would go as a, as, a, as a youngster before her family mm-hmm. moved her back down to Florida to work out and train at the facilities down there. She had a great spring. First of all, she graduated. Yeah, she graduated yeah. from high school. Uh, that, that was big, and she actually got the graduation while she was in Paris. Got the notice of graduation while she's in Paris playing the French Open. She had a great tournament at the French Open, she did. yes, and fantastic tournament. And now she's followed it up at Wimbledon with a great start. Uh, there's so much hope for her, uh, and a lot of people were hoping when they saw the draw come out that she and Serena Williams were on the same yeah. side. And said if they get to the fourth round, they're going to mm-hmm. see each other because they've never played each other. Right. And she's and as uh, Serena's obviously someone that she looks up to and respects mm-hmm. and has tried to emulate some things from her and add it to her game. And people kind of want to see it. We don't know how many more times we're going to see Serena. It would The sure. match would have been the symbolic uh, passing of the torch, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. for American tennis. Maybe we'll get it in New York at the U.S. Open. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it will happen there. But meanwhile, Coco is, is rolling on, looking yeah. well. We got some news week on 
Coco. She's mm-hmm. coming home. She's coming to Atlanta for Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Tennis Classic over at Atlantic Station. The dates mm-hmm. for that are, so, are July 23rd through August 31st. And, uh, yeah. let me see. Ju- July 23rd through August 1st. On the 24th, that Sunday night, she's going to play against Layla Fernandez, an exhibition, women's exhibition, which is almost sold out. But this week, they announced that she's going to come back on the 25th, that Monday night, and going to play wow. against uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> against Stephanie Kennan. Um, so that's going to be great to see her get two nights. We're getting a second helping of Coco at Atlantic Station, and I think a lot of people here want a chance to see her play uh, either against Layla Fernandez or Sophia Kennan. Uh, we'll go out and get to see her play here in town. I think it's going to be great. Going to be back home. Uh, her dad, of course, played basketball at Georgia State. So I'm sure maybe some see some Georgia State Panthers out there kind of cheering for her as well. Mm-hmm. But but it would yeah. be great to see her see her back in town. Absolutely. And speaking of cocoa, or shall we say coffee, there's Coffee AM for those of you who need that kind of pick me up, if you will. So it's the freshest coffee that you can get. Most of our coffees are roasted and shipped same day or pretty darn close to it, which is great when we know about snail mail these days. So they only roast current crop specialty grade coffee, which sounds very intriguing. Huge selection of coffees from all over the world. Organic fair trade, direct trade, expertly crafted blends, espresso, flavored coffees, and the one that excited me the most, guys, gourmet teas and more, because I I am definitely more of a tea person, so I really like that concept for Coffee AM. And listen, it's easy to find out about, get more details on, and even get a discount for, because you can go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today and take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, Yep, I said tease. And Gibbs says that's coffeeam.com backslash, backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off on your first order of coffees, teas, and Gibbs says that's a good look 15% off. Coffee AM, which is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. You gotta love it. And speaking of what you love here in America, you love the 4th of July, the opportunity to just get around family and friends and celebrate. And man, Atlanta is one of those great cities to do it and so many things to do here in the A this weekend. So I'm curious to know, Sam, what is your game plan and what are the plans for the Crenshaw clan for this weekend? Wow, there'll be something on the grill at some point this weekend. I, I'm not sure which day. Whatever the grill and obviously there's fireworks the Braves are be home this other uh, day they haven't been uh, able to have their fireworks show for quite some time so the Braves have fireworks yeah. on July 4th also if you're in the north end of the town Gwinnett Stripers are on July 4th they're going to have fireworks yeah. too uh, so baseball fireworks and whatever you put on the grill that's how we like to celebrate here in Atlanta the fireworks are all over from Six Flags to Stone Mountain to Centennial mm-hmm. Olympic Park Get out and enjoy it. The weather's supposed to be nice. It's going to be hot, but that's Atlanta in July. And uh, so, so, (laughs) you know, that's what we do. So get out and enjoy some. Right. And after we've had a couple days of of crazy weather, which, hey, I know that you need the rain just like you need the sun. But after several days of rainstorms, it'll be nice, even though it'll be hot, but it'll be nice to see the sun come out again. And, you know, I'm keeping it low key. A friend of mine, her parents have this really nice, quiet, it's about 10 or 12 of us cook out every 4th of July. And then quiet cookout. Yeah, I know. Quiet, quiet cookout. Well, 10 or 12 Come people, on that's, now. Not, that's not that big a deal. It's 10 to 12 folks. That's pretty cool. But what makes it kind of fun, Sam, and where it really kind of gets extra is that night. So there's a whole block. Like everybody on the block is about five or six homes. They go back and forth with each other 
popping firecrackers and doing fireworks. So it's a competition, but it's a friendly okay. competition for fire. Yeah. And so one family, like one house will, you know, do their display and then, you know, you get a thumbs up or thumbs down for your display and then the next house does it. And they literally go in a rotation. It is the coolest thing. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. It, it, that's great fun. And for someone like me, a new Orleans native who literally goes to essence just about every year was kind yeah. of, tough. yeah, it's a big weekend. It's a big weekend year. down in new Orleans. It's a big yeah, weekend. Yeah, kind of tough not being there this weekend because of course, like you said, it's one of those celebrations that's finally coming back in full force. Now that we, well, it seems like COVID is dying down, but every time it seems to die down, it comes back up. But I won't be there this year, but Lord, everybody who's making their way and all roads leading to New Orleans, have yourself a good time for me, but I'm going to have myself a good time down in Deville with fireworks <laughs> this weekend. That's what I am excited about. And also excited that Sam was able to drop by ATL Day Ones and just bless us. And we just had so much fun. And guess what, Sam? Had so much fun. We're doing it again Tuesday. So you we'll guys do it again. Always, always, always stop by ATL Day Ones as your first stop on the Locked On Sports Atlanta Network. But don't forget about hitting hard with John Chuckery as your second stop. I am sure that he has all kinds of thoughts on what has been and is going on with the Braves and probably has a boatload of thoughts on what's going on in the Hawks as well. So check us out. You can even do a rewind on us this weekend. It's a three-day weekend. Why not just go all up, down, and around the Locked On Sports Atlanta Network? So for Sam Crenshaw, for our guy, Jarvis Davis, who is on vacation, and for me, Tanitra Batiste, thanks again for stopping by. Thank you guys for giving us all the love you do on YouTube to get us over the 2100 subscriber hump and for downloading us on every single podcast and giving us those five-star reviews. Be safe in those ATL streets. We'll see you on the other side of the 4th of July. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.